Welcome back to the third episode of Taming of a Brew. I am Sita Harris, your host and author, and today we're going to continue reading extracts from the book while introducing you to one of the main characters, Shanti. No coincidence, no story. Mousy recites, and that seems to settle everything, as it usually does, after she finishes telling us about the dream she had last night. I don't know how many times my mother's sister had used this praising statement during the 19 years I have been on this earth. I also feel that though I have heard versions of Mousy's dreams many times, a poor farmer carries freshly picked susu to the market town to barter for rice and oil. He takes some missteps and tumbles down a cliff. This could have ended for in a terrible death far from home, the worst thing that could happen to a coolie's descendant. But instead, he lands in the camp of a wealthy salt seller. The salt seller brews tea. The two men start talking. And coincidence could have been anything. The salt seller will now marry the farmer's daughter, or the farmer's fold protects him from being washed away in a flood. It was a good dream with no bad omens, which pleases everyone seated on the floor around the fire pit. As Mosi said, every story. Every dream, every waking minute of our lives is filled with one fateful coincidence after another. People and animals and leaves and fire and rain, we whirl around each other like handful of rice, kernels being tossed up in the sky. A single kernel cannot change its direction. It cannot choose to fly to the right or to the left, nor can it choose to where it lands. Where they align, and nothing can change their destinies. Shanti, tell us a dream you had last night. My dream? The request surprises me, because neither of my late parents asked this of me before. I am just a girl, unimportant, and I have been told many times. In our village, power and importance go in this order. The Siadar, headman, the Maharaj, spirit priest, who keeps harmony between spirits and humans, and Anne, a spiritual healer who has the ability to go into a trance, visit the tree god planted in the spirit world to represent each soul on earth, and then determine which incantations can be used to heal or enhance vitality. These men are followed next by all grandfathers, fathers and males of any age. My mother was ranked first among women, not only in our village, but in the entire district. She was a dai, a midwife, and so much more, treating men, women, children as they passed through their lives. She was also known for her ability to interpret dreams. Mousy's head covered with a me, catching the firelight as she waited for my response. She was always believing that I inherited the gift of interpretation from my mother. The others bend their heads over their bowls, slurping their bouillon and rice, nervous for me, and I force myself to speak. I dreamed of a dog. Everyone is annoyed at this revelation. We allow dogs to live among us for three reasons, Mosi says reassuringly, trying to settle the family. They are essential for our lives. They alert us to bad omens, and they're kind to our children. What type of dog was yours? I hesitate once again. 
The dog in my dream stood on our corrugated tin roof, alert, his snout pointed upward, his tail wagging, looking up at the sky and the stars. To me, he looked as though he was guarding our village, and seeing him made me feel confident that I would make it home safely. Dogs are not humans, but they live in the human world. They are not the spirit from this world neither, but they have this gift of seeing spirits. When you hear a dog howl or bark in the night, you know he has spotted a spirit and hopefully scared it away. Now answer me, girl, she says, pushing her glass bracelets up her wrist. What kind was yours? I was perf I know perfectly that dreaming of a dog on the roof means that he hasn't done his job and that a spirit was sneaked past the protection of the village spirit gate and is now roaming among us. He frightened off an evil spirit. Mosi was pleased, her eyes twinkling with the reflection of the dancing flames. She knew it. Her niece can be a plain-looking girl, a tea picker, a labourer, but she has the gift. Mosi can't see everything inside my head, as I always thought she could, or that I've got away with my fabrications. I feel pretty terrible until I remind myself that I prevented my family from the worry my dream would have caused them. I lift my bowl to my lips and slurp down the last of my susu bouillon. A few sweet mountain leaves slip into my mouth along with the fiery liquid. I had crushed a pickled piece of mango in it and used the arch of the stone to scoop out the bouillon. Chili flakes burn their way to my stomach. For as long as that heat lasts, I'll feel full. When we leave the house, stars still shimmer above our heads. I carry a small basket on my back. My other family members have large baskets slung over their shoulders. Together we walk along the dirt lane that divides La Chartreuse village, which has about 40 households, and nestles in one of the many soft hills of the inner plateau of the island. Most of the homes are sheltered by old tea bushes. The tea terraces and gardens where we work, however, are outside the village. We join our neighbours who live four houses away from us. The youngest daughter, Mita, is of my age. I could find my friend anywhere because her cap is the most decorated of any girl in the field. Her delicate hands loved embroidering in her spare time, but she had to be a tea picker to help her family's finances. In addition to tea picking, her family grows pumpkins, cabbages and tomatoes, which they sold at the Saturday market in the village square. They also cultivated turmeric, which they sell to Anne the spirit priest to use in ceremonies, and also to villagers as a medicine. Many suffer from the agony of frequent sprains from walking barefoot on uneven terrain. Turmeric infusions also calm the torment of the monthly cramps afflicting girls and women, or the mental anguish that comes from mothers nursing their babies with an unknown fever. With this, we come to the end of this episode. Stay tuned and watch out for the next one. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.